Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. Hi, welcome to Stance for Health podcast. I'm Dr. Rodney Worth with Karen Joanne Sebastian Worth, the hope, the hope lady. <laughs> Then, as it turns out, the nap champion. She's very consistent with naps. I am. I think it's because I grew up in Latin America, and we would take siestas very often. Much of Spain, and therefore a great deal of Latin America. And largely, too, because in a lot of the areas, it's very hot. And so it's that siesta time, the nap time. And then it was modeled in my family. My mom's saying is, I have a thousand and one things to do, and one of them is to rest. So I'm going to go take a siesta. So I've done it since I, w- I was little. How about you? I used to hate naps. <laughs> they were, I, my they were kids punishment. Did. My kids did. Yeah, they they just literally did not want to do that. It was battle. Yeah. And uh, with my my daughter, I would lay down with her and fall asleep before she did, and then she'd get up. So you know, you know how fast I fall asleep. I do. So, so there's a lot of talk about naps lately. And some of it is that certain businesses are actually putting in nap centers because of the benefits of naps. So people can go take a nap during lunch or take a break. And uh, it's helping them to be more productive and uh, makes it possible to focus better. But what we want to look at today is like three of the benefits of napping. The first one being improved memory. So it's really interesting that in the research that they've done, they found that naps promote memory consolidation. That means the process where the brain turns information into long-term memory. And so they, they did a study with 84 undergraduate students, and they basically put them in a group, and they all studied something scientific for 90 minutes. Then one group went and napped for an hour, the second spent another hour learning, in other words, cramming, and the last group watched an hour-long movie. And the results were very conclusive. They took the final minutes, they had the final then, and the ones that had taken the nap scored the best. It's remarkable. I immediately think of some of the conversations I've had around naps and different people that are inventors, great thinkers. One of them, obviously, like Einstein. And yeah, I think the other one might have even been, we said it was either Ben Franklin or... It was Edison. It you was Edison. Right. I was wrong. <laughs> but Edison, I mean, he's credited for how many different inventions. Thousands. Yeah. And, but I think the famous one is just how he was doing most of his 
like dreaming, he would come up with ideas, just mm-hmm. like just like Einstein did. He'd come up with like relativity, and you know, in some ways, he actually thought it was somewhat of a spiritual experience because mm-hmm. he was having what he would, what I would call visions or mm-hmm. dreams or visions mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Well, they say that Edison would sit in a chair, an armchair, holding ball bearings in both hands and metal pans where they could land and the minute that he fell asleep the ball bearings would fall into those pans make a clang and then he'd write down what he had just captured at that point do you do anything like that when i open the door to the nap room no not at all not at all (laughs) it's not quite as abrupt as that (laughs) although what's funny is every time i open the door and come in to wake her up she goes time to get up (laughs) <laughs> this is time to get up. Well, so I'm ex- I'm admitting every day when we go home for lunch, which we have chosen a very short commute, 2.2 miles to our house from the wellness center, and I take at least a 10-minute nap. There's one final thing on improving the memory is that it can help with perceptual learning. And so when you can, and recalling specific events or experiences. So that's one of the number one. I think what's coming through my, going through my mind is some of what we're conditioned with. And particularly here in the United States, I don't know how old school my way of thinking is, but I I grew up with some old school thinkers and a lot of them, it's like, man, just work hard. If you have to take a nap, you're just lazy. And so I think this the research here is really coming against that. It's a, it it's is. somewhat of an out-of-box thinking because of where we've been raised, where we've grown up. I agree. in the West here. Well, and if the only time, if you were made to take naps as a child and you've never learned the joy of taking a nap, then we'll talk at the very end, though, about the conditions of taking a nap because that's important. Because mm. I don't sleep on the plane very well unless I'm extremely tired because yeah, as you know I don't on. I don't sleep very well in the car anymore either <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's another story yeah, another it is. Time. so number two and before you move on yeah. I think I think of your mom I bet mean, she was brilliant I never met yes. her but you described her absolutely brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. that's yeah and my mom's pretty sharp too I know of her as, as taking naps as yeah. well yeah so The second benefit for napping is better cognition. In other words, you're going to feel more alert. I almost think of that as like in a computer, the difference between the memory and the processor. Mm, Tell me more. Well, you know, you talk about the how many, how much can it store? You know, it might be able to store terabytes, but the the weak link is the the RAM. In other words, how how does it how is it able to access storage and process the information mm-hmm. and it, that that processor might be thought of as cognition oh that's in terms a good of computer analogy. And the ability to process it yeah so thinking planning executing and things like that you might have a great memory but how long does it take you to come up with it right how long oh, that's it, good how long does it take you to think it yeah. through yeah wow anyhow that's i that's, love that think and, of cognition and you different. know the they did research with Older individuals, and their definition of older was 65. <laughs> That's getting younger and younger all the <laughs> well, time. Well, we won't go there on this episode. <laughs> but what they found is that it in, it increased their, had measurable cognitive benefits, those that napped regularly. And this was the 
the Cornell Medical School that published it in the Journal of American Geriatric Society. Now, the the downside, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but those that napped properly, and we're going to talk about that too. In other words, they just, they, without getting too far ahead, they took shorter naps. It did not disturb their night's sleep. So that, I think, is a, is another key of what happens. And, you know, it's so interesting when we think about it, because if you're not careful, you get too tired to go to sleep. And that is something that a lot of people are experiencing with stress, is that could it be that if they took a short nap, it could actually help them sleep better at night? You're actually talking about going from a, a different part of, of the body in the endocrine system when your adrenal glands are actually exhausted. Mm. It, it takes a certain amount of adrenaline to kickstart the, the sleep center of your body mm-hmm. to get you into that, mm-hmm. that, that flow of deeper sleep. Uh, if your adrenal glands are exhausted, that's tough to do. So it might be that, I think I'm hearing you say that. Yeah. About adrenal exhaustion. Past the alarm stage into first, second, and maybe even third level adrenal exhaustion. Yes. The third benefit of napping is it helps your immune system. And that is so interesting because when you're not sleeping enough, what can begin to happen is that your inflammatory cytokines, norepinephrine, all of those that help with immunity, those are are higher. But if you're taking naps, it's reducing those. Isn't that interesting? It is. In, talking about a ca- classification of, of cytokines and catecholamines. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that that tends to be the topic around other diseases, not just immune system. When you think of having a cold or when you think of having the flu or, God forbid, even something like COVID, mm-hmm. this is more about like even cancer. When mm-hmm. it, it, and these, these things tend to be thought of as uh, degenerative disease type things too. When cytokines are the culprit, we're talking about the function of the immune system as it relates to cleaning things up in your body too. And so not just keeping your body healthy, free of sickness, lack of dis-ease, but also lack of joint disease, which is locked in pretty nicely to the uh, autonomic nervous system. And they're all so connected. Yeah. And so how long do you think a nap should be, Doc? Is that a loaded question? Yes. That, well, I think it, my opinion is if you should, you should stay away from a self, uh, either do a full sleep, sleep cycle or stop uh, somewhere pat before a half an hour, my opinion. You are spot on. Yeah. It is kind of like a Goldilocks, you know, some, yeah. it, it's, it's different for as everybody, specific I'm sure. as it can yeah. be. That it's just a lot of people that I've talked to about napping is they'll say, I feel worse. And if you dig a little deeper, if you're napping for 45 minutes, Mm. you're missing the golden spot. So let's talk about the just right for you. 
and that's the sweet spot is 20 to 30 minutes as far as boosting alertness and focus. And that's what I call a power nap. A lot of that depends, too, on how long it takes you to get to sleep. I am picturing something as you say this in terms of like a sweet spot. Let's just say the further out you go tends to be length. Or let's let's forget that for a second. Think of a sine wave when you have a heartbeat. The You have a the peak in terms of like the, when the heart beats that that goes way up that's the sweet spot when you get to that peak mm-hmm. then you start to it's in that let's say that's 20 to 40 minutes mm-hmm. yeah that's a sweet spot and then it, the benefits of it tend to drop right after that yeah the interesting part is that even a 10 minute nap if you can fall asleep that quickly has so many health benefits because think about it you are stopping all the pressure and you're entering into sleep you're entering a place of relaxation it doesn't mention this in the article that i can tell but one of the other benefits that's not listed here would actually be blood pressure regulation absolutely that cortisol goes down yeah Yeah, that would be an extra beautiful one to add there absolutely to just enter into that the interesting thing about a lot of this research from the several articles that i took this from is for example nasa tested the effects of power napping and they're considering power nap 20 minutes and it really boosted performance and alertness That is really, really helpful. If you're going to go past the 20 minutes, go all the way to 90 minutes, because like Doc said, that's a complete sleep cycle and the levels of sleep. Let's talk about the how. What are the best practices? And let's follow the blue zones. Most of the blue people that live in blue zones that live to 100 with little disability nap right after lunch, between one and three. And like I said, in Latin America and in parts of Spain and in Europe, they literally close everything down. That's amazing. To and me. then they, they, they all just take a nap, and that's the siesta. But a lot of it is too, because it is just so, so, so warm. And those are hours when your body goes into a natural slump. Mm. And so it's really, now babies, they nap in the morning but most people right after lunch there is just that that natural slump is about can you think of any other word for that well it's circadian rhythm in a way and if you're talking about you're talking about chronotypes daniel pink he just he basically looks at three different chronotypes the mid bird early bird and night owl turns out there's actually closer to more like a dozen chronotypes. In other words, when are you actually at your peak best, right? And Daniel Pink, you know, the book is called When, if you want to get, it's actually a good book to listen to. That's that's how, I, that's yeah. how I read it, mm-hmm. as just listening to it. Good read. My favorite on the how is what we like to call at our house, a nappuccino. Describe that for us, Doc. Hmm. On my behalf. Sure, <laughs> sure. If you don't mind caffeine, if you don't mind coffee, uh, let's say you don't mind tea, then the effects of that beverage actually take about 20 minutes to kick in. 
So by the time it's time to wake up, get out of bed, wake up. <laughs> your 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 cappuccino or your espresso or your cup of coffee is starting to kick in. So it's yeah. it's like the best of both worlds. It really is. You've got some benefit from the, the nap, nap and the caffeine start to get in. So That's that right. caffeine actually does help cognitively. Sure. And it's it makes for a very very productive post-nap experience, but with the warning of don't do it too late in the day because mm. you don't want to disturb your night sleep. Yes. In fact, uh, probably one of the golden rules is really no more than something that when bef- if you were going to go to sleep, six, it has to be six hours later. Mm-hmm. That's, your, that's about the yeah. limit. Usually, usually is what it that's is. That's when you start conking off. Yep. So we're going to pull on some information from, we have two podcasts on sleep, Sleep Secrets Part 1 and Sleep Secrets Part 2. Describe the ideal nap room in our guest bedroom. Well, for those of you that haven't been to our home, and that's probably about all of you, maybe a handful of you have been there. We have not only blinds, but also curtains, blackout curtains, and the door closes and it's a, it's a darker side of the house. It's facing and quieter, and it is quieter. It's probably the quietest room in the house. Mm-hmm. And so, those are some of the things. That, and it's free of electronics. There's no clock in there. And from what I can tell, there's no oh the fan. And there is a ceiling fan. I think I think I covered all those, right? And, then, and so it cools it down really well. Mm-hmm. And a weighted blanket. Yes. Wow. And I can tell you that I fall asleep almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience because it doesn't take long. Another challenge I'll give you if you once you become adept at stopping the thought processes, bringing your thoughts into captivity, stopping those thought processes to quickly fall asleep that you can tell your brain to wake you up in 10 minutes or to wake you up in 20 minutes. But my best ones are I have a built-in alarm, and it's Dr. Rodney. And so I sleep, I think, deeper when I know that he's going to call me. And sometimes when I say 10, he'll let me go for 20. And sometimes I say 20, like today, he let me go 30. But now we know you shouldn't let me go to 45. If I go to 45, let me sleep all the way to 90. And uh, that's what naps are about but most of all it's about balance balancing it all and what a nap can do for you is reset your day you can wake up on the right side of the bed (laughs) (laughs) so if you started with a but karen always wakes up on the right side of the bed thanks we started today with a tornado alarm (sighs) a daughter texting us be careful and sirens going off and we needed to restart our day today so if you need a re-boost just make room for a nap if you are in leadership at a company create a nap room see what happens in that culture and see the differences that can happen as people learn to take Take their their stance for health. health. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us at Stance for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. 
Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.